And so I says, that's not a duck, that's a watermelon. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a ghost in the room. I just heard a weird, weird whistle noise. That sounded really, really close to me. I don't know probably where the fuck off. it came from. You should probably lay off the beans. I can't help it, they're so good. About about that. Hi, and welcome back to Night Owl Nerds. Our regular viewers will notice that one of our windows has been refilled. Grave has decided to rejoin us. Hi, Grave. Hello. Welcome back. We are so glad to have you back, and Arson is relieved to not be the only girl in the show anymore. Well, you know, I missed having my weekly dose of crystal. Yeah, we all need a good dose of crystal every once in a while. It's what keeps us alive. <laughs> yeah, it, or at it least feeling me, that way. Keeps me it, it definitely something. I feel like I had quite a kiss <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I feel <laughs> like you guys do a different type of crystal than I do. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> speaking of you never crystal. Know. Speaking of crystal. Speaking Zephyr, of? take us away with the merch plug. Oh, I just actually happened to get in my first order of Gurn Uru stickers. And the Night Owl Nerds in multiple colors. I have blue, and I have blue, though I'm told that other one's purple. I can't tell the difference. And gold. There's other colors to select from, as long as t-shirts, hoodies, and different caps. For context viewers, Zeph is colorblind. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that was beautiful. Um, so the viewers are aware and listeners at home, uh, we have a plan moving forward that at least once a month, or we're going to, we're going to try our hardest that once a month, one of our recording schedules is dedicated to a one shot as opposed to campaign. And this will allow me a little bit of extra time to kind of flesh out details for the campaign gives a some of the players a bit of a break so that they're not sacrificing every one of their weekends to this debauchery. And it also helps bring a little bit of variety to the show. So look forward to that. Our first one shot for this year, 2024 will be at the end of this month. Uh, the last Saturday of January, I believe it's the 27th. We'll be running a one shot to be determined as to which one it will be, but we'll see. And we hope you guys enjoy the extra variety. Do we have any other plugs, announcements, or otherwise to get through before we finally return to our campaign? Podcast listeners, there's a slew of shaking heads. I do. Let's have all die one, together. I do have one announcement. Um, is, it, is it safe for a public domain? Yes. Okay. So in the recent week, um, some of you might have noticed that there was a slight change. Um, what that change was is that the word is no longer bird. What is it now? I have no clue, but we have been notified by the proper authorities that bird is no longer the word. Damn it, I'm going to have to get up to date on the words. Why do they always tell the ginger first? They didn't. That was the crazy thing. You know who they told first? The blondes, but they forgot. Natural blondes or acquired, 
acquired infection. No, 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 no. Natural and acquired. She's a natural blonde. Yeah, yeah, I'm both. Yeah. That's... That's even worse. You were told that's, twice. That's just poor decision making. Uh, that all so what being we're said, is artificial intelligence. Oh. <laughs> it always is. Oh, honey, if you only knew. Are we good, folks? Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back. I can't wait to hate it here, but I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> See, I miss this. I miss these shenanigans much. This is what I was missing in my life. Well, as I've said, we are grateful to have you back, and I hope you enjoy it and stick around for a while. We'll make you a ghost to all of you. Stick around. We'll see what happens. All right, guys, start the chant. T-P-K. I like how Arson just jumped on that. No hesitation, just ready to die. Alright, and so we return to our main campaign of Fate's Split. Last time on Fate's Split, the party dubbed Encouragement had finally arrived at a somewhat small city nestled beneath the earth while in pursuit of a strange fiery entity that had apparently laid siege to the prisons in Hallows Fi. After a couple of days traveling through tunnels and running into strange, small, ashen-skinned creatures that seemed to, for whatever reason, worship crystal. They did eventually arrive at a small city-like settlement, wherein they were promptly surrounded by the natives, who were then terrified of Lucius, trying to claim that they came in peace, but in doing so, used thaumaturgy, making his voice boom thunderously across the cavern, and scaring the absolute shit out of everyone, and alerting the local guard. The party was pulled aside, by an elderly man. Turn down this fucking music. Oh, can't hear myself speak. The party was pulled aside by an elderly man who led them to his home in the center of the city, wherein he informed them that the siege on the prisons in Hallows Fi was actually due to a prison break due to a jailed prince who had become a little overzealous and decided that he was going to try to build a following and try to overtake the surface or reclaim the surface. He informed the party that they should try to travel to the temple at the center of the lava pool within this cavern chamber. Therein they would be able to confer with the elders regarding a potential prisoner release for the missing miners from Hallows Fi or glean any information they could regarding this young prince. But before the party could make a decision on exactly how they should approach this, the city guards started surrounding the local neighborhood, and it became clear, it was revealed, that during their travels to the city, encouragement had murdered a few people that may have not need been murdered. Word had made it back to the city 
and as such, the fire elemental guards were now in search of the strangers who had killed their kind. The party deftly dodged between buildings through alleyways, and in some cases, the, uh, what was it, uh, bang, crash, fuck cloud? Through clever means of magic, managed to escape the sight of the city guard, delving deeper into the basin of this cavern, headed towards the large magma pool. As they walked through a forest of crystalline gems, they eventually made their way to the bridge that led to the temple on a small island of rock within the lava pool. Upon the bridge, they came across a large magma and rock construct that appeared to be guarding the pathway. Upon examining the small gem around Crystal's neck that seemed to signify her as some kind of important person, Wordlessly, the creature took the gem, tossed it away, and stepped out of the and stepped aside to allow the party to continue to cross the bridge. And this is where we will return to our main campaign with our current party members of encouragement gradually making their way across the large stone bridge over the pools of magma. Murder is a strong word. I prefer cleverly clearing a path. Nobody was murdered. There's no witnesses. No, they just found bodies. Discoverers. They they found bodies of people they, they that had been murdered. Bodies. We did nothing. No, except let a scout get by. It's right. Fine. Nothing. Nothing. You did nothing. We didn't about do the anything scout. about anyone. As it stands, <clears throat> Crystal, you are left slightly confused by the fact that the stone fire creature had taken the necklace from you and tossed it back into the crystalline forest, even though you had been informed that this crystal served as a marker for the Dalai Kin, a person born of fiery element. This may strike you as odd and you're not sure what to think of it. I'll allow it to strike me as odd. That's fair. Is there anything the party would like to do as they continue to travel across this bridge? A massive lake of magma surrounding you, large red crystals jutting up from within the magma, stone spires reaching up towards the ceiling but not quite reaching, plumes of fire shooting upwards narrowly missing the edges of this bridge and yourselves upon it. Is there anything you would like to do during this time as you make your way towards the temple? Can I roll an active perception check and see if I can hear like any commotion within the city? Go ahead. Uh, that is going to be... Do I have the right fucking kick? Oh, I was looking at the wrong thing. Uh, 14. Over the roiling of the magma beneath you, the plumes of fire, and your distance from the city at the moment, you cannot hear much. You're even finding it a little difficult to hear your own footsteps on the stones beneath you as the roaring of the fire around you is pervasive and overtaking. 
I'd like to just take a look around while we're, you know, walking down this thing to see if besides well, Magma Boy behind us, like, is there anything else that could be a perceived threat? Like, maybe something swimming around in the lava, possibly, something like that. Uh, okay, go ahead and roll Perception for that. Uh, 15. With a 15, you do occasionally see what seem like out-of-place movements within the lava, but they don't appear to be threatening. What it, it looks like there's some kind of creature that may actually be native to the magma itself, but it it almost looks as if they're dodging the structure that is the bridge. Well, now that we uh, don't have the crystal anymore, what's the plan once we get in here? Um. Yeah, like, I don't know. Well, maybe we can, you know, bullshit enough that maybe we can get the, the law off our backs and not to be chased down for murder. Perhaps we just tell them the truth. Hey, we committed mass genocide. We're here. What are you going to do about it? I mean, I'm fairly strength. certain you have to... Go ahead. Well, yeah, I was going to say you have to uh, kill more than, like, five people to commit genocide. I mean, would it not be dependent on the total population? You're not wrong, but there's a lot of people back there, so I wouldn't consider it genocide. And there has to be a bit more of an intent than just inconvenience to make it classify that as well. I don't <coughs> know if you've noticed. I'm far from a linguist. Well, I'm certain that if you study hard enough, they'll still accept you. Vice, during this time, I would like you to make a wisdom saving throw. Boy, howdy, we're rolling 14s tonight. He does get a plus two. He's with a Boy, howdy, thing. we're rolling 16s tonight. <laughs> All right. As this conversation is happening, that pressure that you had felt at the edge of the crater and the feeling that you had experienced upon entering this overall cavern chamber, that voice that pressed into your mind is repeatedly saying enemy in a deep rolling voice like a crashing wave. Once again, that feeling, that voice washes over you repeating the word enemy and it is stronger and you feel as though this wave of anger may overtake you for a moment but your strength of will prevents you from losing control curtain thinks we don't have to Say we meant to kill them. I'm like, how about we just like don't mention them? 
Yeah, like, if it doesn't come up, we just won't talk about it. Yeah, and we, like, like could fail to bring it up. And it might help if we can get ourselves some directions and get out of here the fastest possible way. That would be, that would be helpful. As the group of you continue to trek across the bridge, the heat from the surrounding magma feels as though it should be peeling the skin from your bones. But as you look around, is anybody proficient in Arcana? Proficient means you have the check. Yes. Correct. I'm I also. Okay. So, Vice and Crystal, you would be the first to notice this. The iron railings along the sides of this bridge appear to have small runic etchings in them. And as you guys are walking, you may take a moment and notice a shimmer in the air. Different from the heat rising from the magma itself, and you feel as though there's some kind of magic imbued within this bridge to protect crossers from being damaged. Bell magic on the bridge. (laughs) Sorry, what? I'm going to cast a spell magic on the bridge. Go right ahead. Damn it, I didn't prepare that spell. Ah, what a shame. (laughs) That chant really would have worked out this time. And we would have had one surviving member who wasn't even officially part of the party yet. Good job. Because sorry, Crystal, even you're not coming back from that one. Only one main member now. Well, actually, yeah, no, Celine is still technically alive. She's just elsewhere. As you guys continue, step by step, walking across this bridge... How would I frame this? This is going to be a weird call. What is everybody's passive investigation? Haven't heard that one called in a while. That would be... That would be an 11, yeah. Wait, how does one? 10 plus. Yeah, 10 10 plus your investigation. Oh, 11. Okay. Nine. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Vice? Mine's 11 as well. Okay. I would say that over the course of you guys walking across this bridge... It isn't until you almost reach the end of the bridge at the final, as you guys are about to step onto the large stone island within the pool of magma, that you recognize that there doesn't appear to be a lot of evidence of foot traffic on this bridge. And once or twice, it almost looks like there are drag marks but they can't be discerned as what could be being dragged. You're not sure if it's a crate. You're not sure if it's a foot. Something was dragged across these the, the, these stones. But you can't tell how long ago it was. You can't tell what it may have been. 
as you guys make footfall on the last large stone landing, you see magma washing up on the edges of it like waves in the ocean. Bits of stone as the magma attempts to cool and is then once again washed over and pulled back into the lake. Before you stands a very tall, temple-like structure with a crystalline, a blue crystalline domed roof that seems to refract the light given off by the magma in a strange mix of blue, purple, and red lights. As you look forward, you do not see guard. You do not see people. But from what you can tell from your angle is that the entryway to this building is fairly small. If things tend to go sideways while we're in there, would you think it'd be helpful if Crystal took her other form? So that way, like, you know, they seem to worship something about fire, so they'll be like, oh, look, he must be like one of us. I'm like, I think the moment something goes wrong, I could. I don't know if it'll help much, though. Hey, DM? Yes? Can I use my, uh, history of siege war and battles and stuff to determine what kind of, how this fortification is designed? Is it designed to repel people or to keep people in? The building you're looking at? Yeah. It looks ornamental. Or was even designed with defense? It looks ornamental. It doesn't okay. appear to have any sort of defense structure. You're not seeing like jail bars, like you're not seeing bars on windows. The building itself looks as it was referred to, like as a temple. It looks ornamental. Okay. There's intricate or what may have once been intricate designs in the window frames. Um, what appears to have once been you know, spherical structures upon the pillars to add to the whatever effect they were going for here there are many many markings of magma splashes that have landed and since cooled that give the building a bit of a rough and aged appearance but the building itself looks it, it for lack of a better term it's it's a temple it's it's like a it, it's almost like a stone church or mosque even Okay. It I looks like we... it was built with the intent to worship something. Sorry. So I guess we just go inside. Yeah, this... it might be best. This is where the fire we follow go to. That's. That's what the uh, guy said. Um, then, yeah, we go to see. Um, also, as Gurn points at the red rocks, those are where the guards' things come from, too. 
definitely could be. How much water do you think it would take to cool down all this? Um, like, I don't think there's enough water would be able to. I'm sorry, think, were you guys talking about something else? I think if you get the right type of water in an iron bucket, you can just throw it on top and it'll turn into obsidian. <laughs> like the... Like the thing you can make razor-sharp arrowheads out of? Yeah, but you need at least a diamond pickaxe to mine it. I don't think... You're talking about the thing that you think you're talking about. <laughs> I think you're losing it, Moss. I think the heat's really getting to your brain. Uh, just not great in minds, I guess. Hard to yeah. craft things down here. Like thoughts? Alright. Moss will start walking up to, like, the entrance. That's okay, I can hear Grave just hysterically laughing in the other room. She's muted, but I can hear it. You know, I think occasionally it picks up. It does. It does. Every once in a while, she picks up on my end. She's she's in the adjacent room, so it works yeah. out. Lucius, if you could roll an investigation check. Okay. Yeah. 18. An 18? Based on that check, as your question that was posited to me is not necessarily have to be private, you feel like the complete destruction of at least two of the supporting pillars would be enough to cause this building to collapse upon itself. As looking at, on it from the exterior, it would appear that this building's pillars were built first and then the structure was built within it. Okay. But because you cannot see inside the building, you're not sure if there are additional supports within. Good to know. Thank you. Okay. Are you guys climbing the stone to get to the small doorway that leads within this temple? Yes. Okay. Sure. Lucius is falling behind. As you get closer and closer to this structure, that wave, that pressure, that intense feeling of anger, it's almost as if it's emanating from this building, trying to push you back. But at the same time, the feeling that comes along with it is pushing you further forward. As you guys step closer and closer to the building, you begin to realize that the large window-like structures stand 20 feet above the ground. The only way that appears to be that you appear to be able to easily get into this building is a small set of, of stone double doors that are currently closed at the base of the structure. There appear to be aged ornamental sigils written along the door frame. Vice, how long does comprehend languages last? 
believe it lasts an hour. One hour. You would just be coming up on the end of the use of that spell due to the distance you had to travel since you last cast it. But in doing so, you are able to read parts of the sigils that encircle the store. And they say in broken... In broken language, home of the exalted flame. Huh. I'm like, see anything interesting? Well, it says residing flame exalted. Sorry, this, this, uh, do you know of the spell comprehend language? I think like I've heard of it. And then you do you know the the basics of it that things are like exactly uh exact translations yeah yeah i've no either this is a house for exalted flames or it is a a home for the exalted flame or i i, I don't know so it's a house for flames. Like a torch. Or, crystal. or a candle. Or a lantern. Do they have a home for the earth, too? Perhaps. If they do, I, it's not here, I'm guessing. I mean, this could be the shared abode of flame and earth. Is that not what magma is? Wouldn't it say that, though? How about we all just knock and find out for sure? Go ahead. Your your armor is going to ring the loudest, so... Let it ring true. Lucius is going to walk up and give a knock. With the familiar clang, crash, fuck. Lucius's gauntleted hand slams against the stone doorway. The sound... The echo of the sound drowned out by the roiling magma around you. There is no reaction from the door for two, three, four seconds until finally you hear a dull thud and the doors begin to creak open. From within this chamber, as through, through the crack in the door, you do not see any light. Those of you with dark vision who happen to peer in can see that the chamber past these doors appears to be relatively small. And on the opposite side appear to be two people sitting quietly, fully enrobed hoods up, 
just kind of sitting in chairs facing the doorway. Are they the same race as everybody else? You cannot tell. They are fully cloaked. Okay. What about height-wise? They are currently sitting. But at best, in their sitting position, they maybe come up to your belly button. Okay, so... I, they're, I would they're, they're small. Yeah, yeah, they they little boys. Okay. Um, we're uh, looking for the council. There is no response through the crack in the door. Lucius is going to step in. So you push the doors open. Okay. The doors swing inward into this relatively small chamber, no larger than 10 by 10 feet. As you st- are the lot of you walking in? Yeah, I'll follow. Sure. I'll follow. Anywhere that gets me away from the heat. Okay. And Gurn, I saw you nodding. Yeah, Gurn will take up the rear. Okay. As a lot of you step into this room, you are practically shoulder to shoulder in this small room while trying to keep some amount of respectable distance from these two people sitting in these chairs. As you step in, the doors behind you begin to close. Very slowly, stone on stone grinding as the doors close. Those of you that can see for this moment, look around the room. It is featureless. Smooth stone walls, a rough stone ceiling and a rough stone floor two figures sitting in chairs in front of you and a small table between them the doors behind you scrape to a close and with a soft thud seal behind you vice you are suddenly encased in darkness and can see nothing for all of two seconds when upon that small table between the two seated figures, a flame bursts to life, illuminating the entire room. Now bathed in the light of this flame, you look around at the walls, and while they appeared blank at first, there are inlays of crystal within the stone that shimmer and shine, lighting this room in a myriad, in myriad colors, sparkling in every direction. The two figures in tandem, as if moving as one, sit up a little bit straighter, lift their arms forward, and pull their hoods back, till you see two of these small ashen skin creatures. Very, very old. One with long gray hair, a foot-long gray beard, the other completely bald. They stare up at you all, looking into each of your eyes. And they address you in a language you do not understand. Their tone is soft, is gentle and inviting, but you do not know what they've said. Eh, comprehend language. It's a one action. I'm fairly certain comprehend language only allows you to read languages. 
understand the literal meaning of any spoken language as well as understand any written language that you see. The literal understanding of what they have said. Welcome to our temple, strange ones. The exalted flame awaits your arrival. Yeah, do y'all understand common? Or speak it? The two creatures pause, and they both tilt their head in unison, looking up at you. Straighten back up, and then turn to face each other, staring into each other's eyes for an awkward several seconds, before turning back to you in unison, and speaking in unison. We, common tongue, bit. Ah, that's good. We can work with this. We come in peace. All peaceful here. Ah, say they're nice folks. Can you, like, um, stop just entering conversations with saying, uh, we come in peace? It worked this time. You know, it's great, Lucius. Before you said something to them, I could understand them perfectly. Now? They sound worse than Gurn does if he's drunk on mud beer. But Gurn can understand them good too, though. Not to insult you, Gurn. Can you actually? <clears throat> That's magnificent. Hey, Very DM, useful. quick question yeah. for you. Now, the spell Comprehend Languages says it will interpret the literal meaning. That would include common as well, right? Yeah, it would, but because he already understands common, he would be able to discern the, the, the nuances of language. It, it works in tandem. Okay. It, it, it doesn't replace his knowledge of common, so... Ah. So, like, the way that I interpret the way that Comprehend Languages works mm -hmm. is, like, if I was to hear say someone say that they had a cow, the way my brain would process it is, like, oh, they had a conniption fit. They went fucking bonkers over this, right? But if I was to hear someone speak that in Spanish, I'd be like, I didn't know they had a cow. Like, where do they keep their cow in their apartment? Like, do they keep it in, like, the closet? Like, that's crazy. Ah, okay. As each of you has spoken, these two creatures has looked in tandem at whoever is speaking in that moment as if they're trying to absorb everything that is being said within this very small chamber. As they wait for the lull in this conversation, a silence overtakes this room until they speak up once again. You've come 
speak old? Excuse me? You come speak old? Hey, good. What would you consider like a, a leader of your tribe? Of the, of the mountain goblins? Would you call them like an old? Like an elder? <clears throat> yeah, like meme. They're asking if, if we came to speak with the elder. I assume it's talking about the thing on the door outside. You know where the, that thing resides here? Oh, like the flame? Yeah. My thought, my, here's my thought process, right? Right, so Gurn talks similarly to them. So if Gurn would call Meme, you know, his tribe's elder, an old, maybe they mean elder too. But they just don't know that word easily. Make sense? Yep, sounds good to me. Yeah, sure, we're here to speak with the old. The two creatures once again turn to look at each other, nod gently, look back up to the lot of you. Good. Speak good. Old. And with that, the flame on the pedestal between them begins to glow and burn just a little bit brighter, a little bit brighter, and begins to spark until suddenly it extinguishes and the floor beneath you disappears, breaking away in chunks. You all find yourselves falling, sliding down a smoothed slide of stone, tumbling against each other, crashing into each other until finally you land hard on a stone surface. I'm like, maybe that was, like, the wrong choice? Dazed, bruised, you look behind you. The hole from which you fell is 25 feet up. You look around this massive circular chamber, and you can now see that the structure of this temple seems to have been simply to contain this large, hollow space. You look up towards the ceiling, and you can see the underside of the blue crystalline domed roof. Columns reaching up hundreds of feet, walls reaching up almost just as high. Smoothed walls with no points of purchase. Beneath your feet, cracked, ornate tile flooring, rubble strewn about. As you look further away, a large pool of magma at the center of the, of the chamber, slowly drooling pool out of its edges, which leak into the cracks of the tiling. Scattered around metal cages with dried, desiccated humanoid bodies, a pile of skeletons. And in the moment, there is less noise from the magma 
and you begin to hear the scratching of claws on stone. You look to your distant west and you see a strange looking canine running in circles around the magma pool, deftly dodging the sections of magma that have leaked between the cracks in the tile. The canine itself is horrific to look upon. Half of its flesh is missing. Bits of fur and skin are peeling off. Skeleton has been exposed as this dog runs in circle as if it doesn't have a care in the world. You look to your east as you notice a bit of movement and hear the clanging of rattling chains. Thedra, could you please describe what your character looks like? <clears throat> so, Thedra had been leaning against the wall. She, the motion. She it, has shackles at her ankles. Um, she stands about 5'4". She has long raven black hair that's tied in loose braids um, draped across her shoulders is a black cloak with armholes so she has freedom of movement of her arms um, she has short fingerless gloves silver furred braces covered in blood she has a so she's wearing a silken black tunic with a deep evergreen embroidered across the hemming and silver on the edges. Uh, leather pants, black, and then black knee-high buckled boots. And there's also bits of blood splattered on her face as well. So, Thedra, as you have been in this chamber for a while, and you are directing Kip to run around, you suddenly hear a heavy crash of bodies and metal against stone. You look to your south and you watch as a small group of people kind of fall out of the wall and land on top of one another within the chamber. Oh, there's new people here. Who's there? You all hear a light, airy voice echo across the chamber. As you all stand up and try to regain your bearings, your vision reclarifying to the somewhat consistent light within this chamber, you look to your north and you see this person shackled to the wall, but leaning against it as if she hasn't a care in the world. We are encouragement. What is encouragement? Gern turns and looks at everybody. Um, us. <laughs> Can I tell what race? This 
person is? Uh, as you get closer, if you choose to get closer, she appears to have distinctly elven features. Okay. Um, I will also note, um, damn, actually I have a question. Because yep. of the current light and because of how dark it is down here, would they be able to discern her eye color and other features or no? Not until they get closer. Okay. They, they, at, right now, they can just barely make out that you've got elven features, especially if your hood is down. Like they might see your ears, maybe. Um, but the lighting here is somewhere between dim and bright and kind of fluctuates due to the magma. Okay. But uh, yeah, they would they would have to get face to face with you before they could see your eyes. Okay. I was gonna say I, that that wouldn't bother me at all. I know. Okay. I know. Just because you have 120 <laughs> feet of dark vision doesn't mean you can make out minute details at 120 True. feet. <laughs> You're not a hawk. It's, it's not dark vision though. <laughs> no, I'm well aware you have 120 feet of pure awesome vision. Awesomeness. Yeah. Not quite true sight, but it fucking might as well be. Yep. So Moss will start walking over. Like, um, what are you doing here? Well, I've been here for a while. And I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing here. I kind of just ended up here. How did you end up here? It's a bit hazy, honestly. All I remember is being on the mountain, and then kind of just there was a bright light, and I ended up here. I'm not sure. Insight, fuck out of that. <laughs> Go right ahead. Roll insight. Grave, um, or sorry, Thedra. Persuasion or deception. Persuasion if you're telling the truth. Deception if you're lying. 19. I also got 19. Okay. Were you rolling persuasion or deception? They both had the same thing, so... Which one were you rolling? Were you telling uh, the truth or were you lying? I was telling the truth. So persuasion. So, meets it beats. Moss, you can tell that she is being sincere in her lack of memory. Or lack of clarity as to her arrival here. Just you down here. Yeah, I seem to be the only one left. Everyone else has, well, been sacrificed to it. Uh, do you mean the dog thing? <laughs> that's, that's my puppy. What? I know that it's like off in the dark a little bit, but I, I even I can tell it's a fucked up dog. My puppy's distracting it. Which half? <laughs> the half that's there or the half that's gone? Both. I'm like, what's your puppy's name? Kip. <laughs> I gotta ask the important questions here if no one else is. 
Moss is going to walk over to there and then Divine Sense. Bay Fiend, Undead, Celestial. Ooh, and okay. whether or not the place is consecrated or desecrated. Ah, da, 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 da. Your, the, what is the distance on your Divine Sense? 60 feet. Okay. Well, you're not going to get a sense on Kip. You're getting a sense from uh, Thedra, but you can't be sure what it is. Kip isn't undead, then. No, Kip's not within 60 feet. Oh, really? Kip, currently up here. Oh, I thought, oh, that's a rock. That's a rock. Kip is currently gradually making his way around the center magma pit and has not reached your 60-foot radius yet. Okay. Gotcha. I'm only still alive because I've been providing entertainment for it. And it is a dog. We just no, established this. Like no. half a dog, really. It's it's not the dog. It is... No. The dog is Kip. That's my dog. That, that, that's fine. I thought Kip was it. No. Are you it? <laughs> Moss, how long does your divine sense last? Are it's just a ping. Stuck? It's just a ping. Okay. Instantaneous. Yep. Thedra's gonna lift a hand up and kind of points to the center where the magma is. That's it. So a pool of lava is it? Yeah, that's it. He likes Kip. It, it likes it, Kip. It's a pool of lava. I'm like, is the lava fire Bentian? I don't know. It's it. That's all I know. But I would really like to get out of here because it wants to kill me soon because it's starting to get bored from Kip. And it's really, the food's awful down here. It's it's too spicy. It's just awful. I, I, want, I want to go home. Do you know how to get out of here? No. Can you at least fight? Sure, you just gotta take these shackles off my ankles. This is so fascinating. Kern did ask you if you were stuck and you just not listen. Are you Kern? <clears throat> well, it is nice to meet you, Kern. It's Do you want to play with Kip? It's at about this point that Kip has gotten distracted from his rounds around the magma pool and is beginning to approach the party. As he gets near, you are looking at one of the most horrific animals you've ever seen. Thedra, do you have a better description for Kip? Um, we, he's a hellhound, right? Or were we? That's just the stat block. I can't remember what did you say he was is he still a dire wolf 
Or where are we going? Those are just stat blocks, physical okay. description. Okay. Um, he is. So what you see is his face is a skull, and then as in as you like look at the rest of his body, you notice that half of his body is fur that's kind of falling off, and then the other half is completely bones and blood, and it's just kind of like visible within the light um he is his nose comes up to my shoulder right because we said he was a pretty big dog he's fairly large his his nose will come up to about your shoulder okay that's about the best description i had for him tm i'd like to make two rolls consecutively okay one i'd like to make a animal handling to make damn sure that Vice knows that, it, that an animal cannot live in this state. <laughs> and if that's just a freebie, I'd like to roll for Arcana to see if I know what might be able to make this kind of thing happen. What's the purpose of the animal handling? Just to make damn sure that Vice knows that a dog can't live with no fucking skin and innards hanging out of its ribcage. <laughs> That would it's be a more of a is vice like mentally disabled check. That's a nature check. Okay. <clears throat> I'd like to end my turn, DM. <laughs> Go ahead and roll Arcana. I rolled a nat one for the nature, man. So mm-hmm. you think it's so it, something think it's is normal. wrong. So something is wrong. Okay. Roll Arcana. Dog. I'd like to end my turn, DM, as as vice. Needs a new set of dice as you I rolled. No idea, but you Double know what? This thing has dice. run up to you and its half torn tongue is hanging out of its bony jaw, barely hanging on by a couple of tendrils. But this thing looks happy to see people. Walks right up to you, Moss, and you swear it's trying to sniff you, but you can't fucking tell. Uh, want me to put it out of its misery? No! This, this is my puppy. We don't... No! He's happy. That, that that was a puppy at some point. That's definitely not one anymore. Kip is my puppy. He's been entertaining it and keeping it happy. It, it burn all its fur off. Moss, just like pet the dog. I'm trying no. to figure out if I should pet it or kill it. Just pet it. I Grim, made Kip. Grim kind of wanted. I created him. Kip. You created Kip. Yes, I made Kip. Gern, go ahead and pet Kip. Gern's going to reach his hand out to Kip, but he's going to use the back of his hand. Okay. <laughs> And Kip. he's not going to initiate the touch. He's going to allow Kip to come closer. So Kip comes up to you, and his skinless skull comes up to your hand, and you swear it is making the motions of trying to sniff you, though you have never truly come across a dog before. <laughs> it looks like it's trying to sniff you, and you swear you might hear the sounds of functioning lungs, but you're not sure. 
There is a rattling. There is air moving. You're not sure if it's lungs. But you think this creature is trying to get a sense of you. And then it very suddenly pushes forward, putting your hand on its skull. It appears to be friendly. Kip is a very gentle dog. He's very, very nice. Kip, Kip is not a dog anymore. <laughs> As you say that, a small piece of intestine drops out of Kip's cavity and lands on the ground. Like that That's not something that happens to dogs. Yeah. I just gotta spruce him up a little bit and make him better and then he'll be okay again. It's fine. Hey. So should we should we let her loose? Yeah. I'm like, I think that would possibly be a good idea. The I second mean, it can't be our worst idea. The second that Moss says should we let her loose, everyone notices that Vice's hand goes from like lazily at his side to straight out in front of him as four bolts of energy leave each individually one of his fingers, they wrap outwards and strike the, sh the shackles and binds that hold this elven individual in place, exploding them as I cast a second-level magic missile directly at the bindings to break them. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Agurna's been actively petting the skull of Kip. As you and... pet the skull of Kip, every time your hand slips a little bit back and touches the f the remaining fleshy part on his neck, a little bit of the fur just kind of wipes off on your hand. 18 <laughs> points of force damage. Hmm. <laughs> What is your name again? Gurn turns and looks at the shackled elf. Oh, I have introduced myself. I'm Thedra. Did, did the magic missile work? You look down at the shackles and you notice that they are glowing a pale green and do not appear to have been broken. Vice. You remember a very particular type of metal from your studies with Northam that is specifically used to hinder and be resistant to magic. Do they have locks on them? Yeah. Okay. Moss is just going to pull out his lock picking set and attempt to pick the locks. All right, go ahead and roll your lock pick check. Do you have proficiency with lockpicks? Yep. All right, go ahead. Dex plus proficiency. I appreciate the help. I'll help you get out of here once I'm free. It'll be nice to be in the sunlight again. Uh, 23. Uh, with a 23, it takes you a minute. And for a moment, you think the pick is going to break on you. But then you find just the right angle. And the lock releases. Thedra, you feel a wave of relief as your 
ankle is released from the shackle. I'm like, since everyone else doesn't remember how to do introductions, it seems, uh, I'm Crystal with a K. I'm Lucius, at your service. You... I've never seen people like you before. I'm like, when was the last time you saw another person? <laughs> Yesterday. But they well, died. Congratulations! How did they die? Well, from what I gather, this is a place where people get sacrificed. People bring other people and clothes and food and beautiful things to just get sacrificed to it to make it happy. As she's saying this, you guys are looking at her. You begin to notice some kind of motion coming from behind her. Her hood from her cloak at her back begins to move. You begin to see an empty human skull rise up from her back attached to its underside are eight hairy spider limbs as this thing crawls up her backside wraps its limbs around her neck and shoulder nuzzles into her neck and just rests there oh ollie that's where you went i was looking for you um so like this is a place where they throw people down to be sacrificed Yes. Lucius, I'm like, you threw us down like a second <laughs> hole. <laughs> yeah, it does, it does seem like whenever we go down a hole after you, it doesn't end well. In fairness, I didn't throw us down this hole. You're the so one who like it. said that we would go meet the old. You're also, responsible. Also, in fairness... Now, we all know I am not responsible in any way of sorts. Also, in fairness, anyone that follows Lucius down a hole is in for a bad time. Am I right, Lucius? No? Alright, fair enough. I think this is like the fifth or sixth hole Lucius has been in this week. <laughs> ah... While you guys are talking, Thedra is, like, reaching up on her shoulder and, like, petting the, the spider skull. And she's gonna turn to Moss. Um, I didn't catch your name. I'm not giving my name out to somebody that I met in a dungeon. Well, no offense, um... I just don't trust you. That's fair. I'll learn it eventually. Ow, that came off so stalkerish. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Moss, it's not very nice to do that. <laughs> she said Get she was, doxxed. <laughs> she said she was gonna help us find out how to get out of here. That's because she also has to get out of here. It kind of works in her favor. Also, might not be very nice, but it's also not very smart to just give your name out to anybody. 
Alright, Moss. I know what you're going at. When was the last time that you saw a hag that looked like an elf? I am not a hag. Possibly That's exactly right what a now. hag would say. You're not helping the case. <laughs> like, let's see. Dead spider, human, fathom looking thing. <laughs> you say uh, a spider looking, <laughs> human, fathom looking thing? Did like the like dude that's on that's on that's on his his lance. Who's Fathom? Uh, 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 well, we don't have time for that. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> oh, I will this, show this you is only on my shoulder. Out. I'm like, I have a, I have a question. Do you have like any more pets? She's gonna like gesture to like the bodies around her that are like half animated and half dead yes these these are all my friends oh i'm like do they all have names i don't like dead things when they're not moving it scares the hell out of me it makes me very uncomfortable so they always have to be moving you move things that don't move because <laughs> sedentary Unlife scares you. It's just too still. It's 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 not. It makes me uncomfortable. How do paintings make you feel? I don't know. I haven't seen one in a while. What about brick buildings? Well, that's not a person. Hmm. What about statues? Well, those are made of rock. <laughs> what about individuals who have been turned to stone by gorgons? Well, they're not living anymore. I guess those so are what's the problem with dead bodies not moving? Because they're, they're not living anymore. Oh, so to uh, answer your question, Vice, I think the answer might be now. Now is the last time I saw a hag that looks like an elf. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. She's going to ignore your comment and turn to Kip and kind of gesture to Kip to go play with it again. Kip appears reluctant as he is still being pet by Gurn and doesn't seem to want to leave the big man. But after a bit of hesitance, he does pull away from Gurn and return to running around the magma pit. <clears throat> I like him. Kip is very playful. And I have to find him some better fur. If Kip is very dead. Well, once we're out of here, we can work on finding better fur for Kip. I'm the only one that has a problem with a clearly dead dog. Uh, no, you are not have, the only one. I more have a problem with the fact that she doesn't realize that it's a dead dog. Also, that dead individuals are no different whether or not they're a pile of bones or a statue. The dog's not dead. See, he's running around. He's alive. So is oh, Ollie. 
Ollie's alive too. You know, like, um, how about we deal with this more once we're like out of the sacrificial chamber? You said they bring in sacrifices, right? Where do they bring them in? Oh, they, they just kind of get thrown down here. I forgot. And then end up here. Oh. How are we getting out of the sacrificial chamber? Lucius is going to look around. Does he see any other ways, like open chutes, guarded As you scan around the room, what you do notice on the north side of the chamber, there appears to be a stairwell that leads up into another area that is unlit. However, at the base of the stairwell, you notice that there is a 15-foot-high stone wall that does not appear to have a door surrounding the base of the stairwell. Well, my guess is we have just have to go through that wall and up those stairs. I'm like, should we really follow your directions again? Yeah, hang on. Let me try. <clears throat> I think that the way we need to go is through that wall and up those stairs. <laughs> I'm like, Which... you know what? I'll, I'll accept that. Vice is going to turn to Lucius. <laughs> I guess this means get fucked. I'm not sure. Gurn and Moss. I imagine you two have been the ones that have been keeping a very close eye on Kip. Mm-hmm. As he runs away and seems to be beginning his circle of the of the pit once again. Before he manages to round the corner, you notice that Kip collapses, crumples into a pile of bone and flesh on the ground, which then begins to melt and seep into the cracks of the tiles. As Thedra, your time with Kip has been spent. I guess that takes care of that. Oh, he'll be back. I'll just summon him later. <laughs> the look of disappointment on John's face. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> she, she's like, it's like, um, um, like, Kata. No, it, it is not. <laughs> oh, Moss, you're just being so close minded. What's Akeda? I like a, her already. A, a cicada is a rather large bug that makes <laughs> weird noises. I'm like, I'm sure that you will meet Kata at some point soon. Is it undead too? Yes. Ooh, quite possibly. I like it already. It's at I mean, about this moment that you all begin to feel a rumble within the floor beneath you. Vice, that wave of hatred rolls over you once again, seemingly emanating from the magma pit at the center. Bubbles of magma begin to burst and plume upwards, splashing out on the ground around it. So is that it? Oh no, it's it's. You pissed them off. 
so staircase, right? I think we should kind of get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm like, we should keep going. Yep. Garn's running. Before you start running, I need you all to roll initiative. That'll work. So that we can establish a turn order. That'll work. Ain't nobody gonna beat me. <laughs> did you did you roll a three again? No, I did. In, in total, yes. <laughs> Whoa, there's two monsters. <laughs> I was gonna say monsters too. Oh, you didn't you didn't know that Moss could split himself? <laughs> he gets two turns. God damn it, I hate this. Nope, now I'm dead. <laughs> I'm also dead. I I'm finally got the resetting, I'm resetting the entire thing because it keeps doing that where it loads without the old turn order and then it suddenly does it again and it's just annoying as hell. I'm going to have to get in the habit of deleting turn orders at the end of combat. That's everyone. Yes, that is everyone. Okay. Hmm. Lucius, when you're ready, punch yours in. No, no, I think Lucius got a zero. I mean, he very well could have, especially if he's a little dejected from everybody telling him to fuck off. I love that Lucius has become the punching bag. I'm sorry, but every time we follow his directions, it has not ended good so far. Who's stupid? The one come up with the ideas or the ones keep following him? Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get this party rolling. Mm. I'd like yes. to I'd like to offer a counterpoint. Who's stupider? The one who comes up with the ideas, the one who follows, or the one who saves the life of the one who comes up with the ideas? Oh, definitely yes. the one who keeps saving them. All right, 25 to 20. 22. 20 to 15. 16. 10 to 5. 8. 8. Uh, which of you has the higher decks between Crystal four. and Daedra? What you do you have? have? 14, Crystal. I got 12. Okay, so we're going to bump Thedra. Whoa! <laughs> I died. <laughs> <laughs> I just deleted her entirely. Thedra doesn't exist anymore. Alright, I'm going to bump you down to 7, Thedra. Lucius has a 5, and... Five to zero. Uh, Moss, thoroughly distracted by that dog thing, <laughs> rolled a natural one for a total of three. All right. So first up, Gurn, what would you like to do? Gurn said he was running. So that's what he's doing. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty... 25, 30, 35, 40. Um, bonus action dash. 5, 10. Is this a big rock here? 
Yes. Tall? It will require an extra five feet of movement to cross it. Fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty to here. Does this wall look scalable? Uh, the exterior, the, the the side that faces you is smooth, standing at about fifteen feet high. It would take tools or something that would to allow you to climb it. Um, that is going to end Gern's turn. Okay. Taking us to Vice. So, just to be clear, the object in the center is just bubbling at this point, right? There's not, like, a necessarily a foe that's presenting itself. It's just bubbling lava fountain. It is sending out large chunks of magma that are landing on the ground around it. The stone spire that stands in the center of the magma pool appears to be shifting. Okay. 10, 20. Uh, Vice is going to run 30 feet straight towards uh, the stair, or the stairwell that Gurn just retreated to. And he's going to be keeping an eye on the progression of those things. And end turn. All right. At the end of your turn, Vice, as initiative happens to work out this way, keeping an eye on these, on, on this scenario, you notice that the large chunks of magma that landed on the floor begin to reform and seem to take the shape of small imp-like creatures dripping magma pouring off of their bodies as they mold upwards with ragged liquid-like wings and first couple are going to make their way up towards Gurn there I need Thedra and Crystal to make dexterity saving throws as the small magma-like creature facing off with you opens its mouth and spews out a small plume of fire and molten rock. 16. 22. Both successes, you each take five points of fire damage as bits of molten rock land on your body, singeing you before falling off. The rest are unable to do anything. Vice, as you have watched these creatures form from the pools of magma, your attention is drawn to the spire at the center. As its rocky form splits apart and reforming into a huge, monstrous creature of molten rock and stone, four arms jutting out from its torso at the base of its body, almost like some kind of fucked up centaur. Reach out six spider-like limbs of stone and a strange forked scorpion-like tail at its backside. This creature lets out a thunderous roar akin to a volcano erupting in the distance 
and begins to step through the magma, making its way directly towards your group. It almost looks as if it is fixated on you, Vice. That will end its turn, taking us to Crystal. All right. So it's 20, 30, there. And uh, for right now, do you What? You, you broke up there. Oh, uh, for right now, she's not going to do anything else for her turn. Okay. Thedra, you're up. I'm going to look at it. Okay. And she's going to let out a giggle. <laughs> and then she's going to cast Nathair's Mischief on it. Okay, and could you describe for us what that spell does? So it is a 20-foot cube up to 60 feet. Um, you fill 20-foot cube. You can see within range with Fae and Draconic Magic. You roll on the Mischievous Surge table, determine the magical effect produced, and roll again at the start of each of your turns until the spell ends. You can move the cube up to 10 feet before you roll. I gotta roll a d4 to determine okay. what it is. Where would you like to center the cube? Directly where on you the have creature? It right now. Yeah, right on the creature. You don't want to try to catch anything else in this? Um, if I'm able to. Um, yeah, like right there. That's actually good right there. That will catch both of the creatures. As none of us are very familiar with playing with cubes. Ooh. So I got a four, which means it's going to be drops of molasses hover in the cube, making it difficult terrain until the start of your next turn. Okay. So you guys look as Thedra just kind of giggles lightly, holds up a hand and makes a strange enchantment, and then out of nowhere, drips of thick brown liquid begin to rain in this area around these creatures. You watch as it sizzles off of them, but as the larger creature who is walking begins to step forward, his spiked limbs almost look like they're sliding and sticking in this strange, massive brown ichor. <laughs> Anything else for your turn? No, that's it for my turn. Okay. Lucius, you are up. Pulling both axes out. He's going to move forward towards the giant two, three, staying outside of that cube area. Okay. You are now face-to-face -face with the tiny magma creature. Y'all try to make an exit. I'll slow it down for you. I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. Okay. That ups my AC by two, if, I, if I'm correct. Yep. And then I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt straight into its face. Okay, go ahead and roll the attack. Oh, and I'll be doing that at second level. Okay. And Guiding Bolt. Oh, wait, nope. Actually, I don't have that one prepared. My apologies. Okay. I'll just uh, hit it with uh, Told the Dead. Okay. 
Uh, was that a wisdom save? That is a wisdom saving throw. He's, go Natural he's going to one. Uh, clang his axes. Perfect. It's the clanging of your metal axes ring around the room with a natural one. No way in hell it's pulling that one off. Okay, so BB-8. And that is 12 damage. Nice. Anything else for your turn, dude, sir? Yep, he's going to yell out as well. Come and get me, you piece of pebbles. Nice. <laughs> Taking up the rear, Moss. Okie dokie. Moss is going to move. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five feet to here. And he's going to cast Bane on the big guy, okay. this guy, and this guy. All right, and what kind of save is that? Charisma. Big guy rolled. Wow. A dirty one. Nice. And little guys rolled a four and a four. Okay, so they they're all, all baned. They're all baned, which is a negative D4 on saving throws and attack throws. Uh, yeah, attack rolls and saving throws. Baned, baned, baned. Okay. That's your action and a bit of your movement. I will just move one more to 30. Making my way towards the door, and that will... Um... Actually, I'll hex this guy, too, for my bonus action. Okay. So you place a hex fixated on... I believe you can choose an ability to affect. Yeah, we'll... We'll make it wisdom. Okay. So wisdom checks or saving throws are at disadvantage? Checks. Okay. And that's it for your turn? Yep. Taking us back to the top of the turn order with Gurn. How big are these imps? Not large. About half your size. Um... Gurn is going to enter his rage. Give us a roar. Activating instinctive pounce. Hold on, let me throw this like this so that it doesn't. So Gurn activates his rage in one hand he pulls stick off of his back and bursts into a, just a full body flex holding stick above his head in one hand <laughs> instinctive pounce moves himself forward and 
he's he's full on sprinting into this and in his approach he's doing a really wide step back and deep swing with stick and he's trying to center it into the chest to send this creature over a little bit I'll do attack Twenty-eight to hit, rolling a nineteen. Twenty-eight definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Seven plus five, twelve plus two from rage, fourteen. Okay. So as you slam stick into this creature, you realize that its body is magma, and as stick hits, it passes through the magma you feel the resistance of passing through liquid stone as you send bits of flying molten rock spraying out in the direction behind this creature towards the creature behind it but those bits of molten rock seem to be absorbed by the creature behind it you have dealt a significant amount of damage to the creature in front of you however its body appears to be just hanging on for life um with doing that first swing seeing that it didn't actually move the creature and i more or less just phased through and sprayed its body um and also carrying the momentum of the swing gurn is going to step another five feet and do a full circle with that momentum and come back for another hit on it. Okay, go ahead and roll the attack. I just rolled a crit with my new dice. Nice. Gotta love that. A crit misses, by the way. Fuck. (laughs) Roll us that damage. Not like you won't kill it, but I just want to see how rough this gets with brutal critical and everything. 10, 13, 15, 20, 22 points of damage. Nice. For 14 points of overkill, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. As stick passes through the body of this creature once more, its body, un- no longer able to hold its form together, explodes outward in a spray of molten rock. Uh, strength that I have. Advantage on advantage dexterity. You have advantage on deck saves due to uh, danger sense. You can absolutely see this happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you, uh, Advantage, because I rolled the four initially, but the second Ah. roll is an 18. Okay, that is a success. You take four points of fire damage as the few bits of magma you couldn't dodge land on your legs. This creature has been scattered across the floor. 
Um, so I've moved 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I'm going to put myself right, actually. 20, 25, 30, 35. I'm going to put myself right here. And okay. that is going to end Gern's turn. All right. Taking us back to Vice. The man cloaked in shadow. Vice is probably going to continue his running. Going 10, 20... 30 to here, making his way closer to that staircase. And end turn. Okay. And before we continue combat, I have a crying baby in the background, and it is approximately our break time. So we are going to take a few minutes to deal with what needs to be dealt with, potentially strategize behind the curtain, and we will see you all in a few minutes. Cheers. All right. To those listeners that um, have come for this episode, we apologize, but due to a local storm, our stream has been cut short. Um, we will be picking this up in our next campaign episode. We look forward to you joining us during that time. Until then, thank you for joining us as we've rolled through the night. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Night, all. All right. And now we have an appropriate outro. Can we make an inappropriate one? Sure, if you want to. I'm about to kill the bots. You've got about five seconds. Yo, go to fuck to sleep. Mother nature, you fucked (laughs) us again.